It's not like any other podcast. Coming to you straight from the heartland, where investing is told like it is. It's time for Darren Garman's Paranoid Banker Podcast. Hold on, because here comes the next episode of the Paranoid Banker Podcast. Yeah, so recently I've been getting quite a bit of um, questions, quite a few questions, comments about what appeared in my recent newsletter. Um, and you guys have a copy of this. You should have a copy of this. And for those watching on video, there is a copy of my newsletter. And for those listening on audio, uh, I'm just showed everybody my newsletter. And for those that have an interest, I actually still mail through regular mail, U U.S. Postal Service. Uh, all of my investment partners get my newsletter, so they're up to date with what's going on. And a lot of my other clients do too. Uh, my private clients do. And so uh, what I'm talking to you about today has something to do with what's in my newsletter because I've been getting um, uh, more than I would have expected comments, feedback, um, questions on what I talked about in my newsletter, which is fear holding you back from great deals, your own fear in holding you back from really, really great deals. Um, and so I've got five strategies that really I think is terrific from a confidence standpoint. Um, and really what this has to do with is confidence, if you think about it. And it's easy to talk about confidence. It's easy to say, either you can either say I have confidence you can either talk about you know how much confidence you think someone needs um, and we all know it's important to have it, right so that goes without saying but here's the interesting thing how much confidence do you really have versus what you talk about in other words through your actions through what you do not what you say not what you say, okay, through what you do, what does your confidence level look like? Because it all comes down to the kind of actions you take, not what you say. Okay, and there's a lot of people that talk a lot of shit about how much confidence they got, but their actions show something entirely different. So this isn't so much a, um, a podcast or a session about um, you know calling people out on this. That's not really what I'm doing, um, and I'm not saying that that I've, I'm 100% confident 100% of the time in 100% of the situations I'm in. Hell no, um, especially in situations I'm not familiar with. But I do have a really good handle on confidence in investing, especially when it comes to investing in multifamily. Okay, I've got a really good handle on that. And what I find that holds a lot of people back from especially getting involved in their first project, their first investment, pulling the trigger, as they say, on their first investment um, and really making as fast of progress as they potentially could and as they're capable of is this, it's confidence. Okay, so I wanna share with you my five 
strategies that I use um, that I think is important um, when it comes to confidence, okay? So the first one is uh, trusting the process. Trusting the process. So what does that mean? Um, <coughs> excuse me. So I know conceptually, whether you're watching, you're listening, you know, whatever, whatever you're doing, I know conceptually you know what I'm saying when I say trust the process. I mean, um, I know you, you know what I'm talking about at least on the surface level. However, however, are you really trusting the process? Here's what I mean. When, when, you, when I say trust the process, what I mean is knowing that the time, effort, and energy you're putting into this, we're talking multifamily investing, is going to pay off. Is it going to pay off today? Probably not. Is it going to pay off next week? Probably not. But you know that by trusting the process, it will start to pay off for you when it's ready to pay off for you. So you've got to have faith and trust in your process that it will. Okay, so let me give you a couple of examples. So I have a set criteria that I use, some set litmus tests that I use for us when we um, invest in and purchase multifamily communities. I've got that. That's a process that I trust. Now, does that mean that every time I use that process, we're able to purchase a multifamily community? No. If you've been following me at least for the last few months, one thing you know is we've missed out on over half a dozen properties that we were really looking forward to purchasing because our process was trumped, outbid, outgunned. They paid more for the properties than what we, what I thought we should pay because of my process. So in other words, looking at it a different way, because of my process that I trust in, we've missed out on owning six potential properties over the last eight months. Now there's two ways you can look at that. One is, well, you must have a flawed process, Garmin, because you've missed out on those. Or you can look at it as, well, that's a process that you trust. That's a process that you should continue to use because of the track record of that. And so even though over the short term, we're not finding much in terms of return on that process, I'm trusting in the process to serve my partners, my investment clients, and myself. So I'm trusting the process no matter how the results are coming in, knowing that we've got to trust that process in order for it to continue to work. Does that make sense? Okay, I hope so. So number one, you've got to trust the process. Okay, number two, okay, this is no, this is a no, what, I, what my kids call a no-brainer. This is no-brainer, okay? You gotta have some goals set. You gotta have some targets set for yourself when it comes to doing this. The worst thing you can do is just decide, well, I'm gonna be involved in multifamily, investment real estate, I'm gonna just go, go out and maybe invest in some stuff. Well, no, you need to have some goals. So you need to sit down, take some time, 
and map out some goals that you have that you think are realistic and achievable and what those time frames are for those goals. Okay, how much real estate do you want to own? What kind of impact do you want it to have on your net worth? What kind of income do you want coming in? What kind of returns do you want? What are you thinking short term, long term? Now, please understand, you don't need to have a 200 item goal list here. Like five or six are fine, okay? Because it's a lot easier to track five or six than 200, number one, but number two, it makes you more focused. But at the end of the day, you need to have some goals. Okay, so number one, we're trusting the process. Number two, we're going to list out some goals that we want. And by the way, these goals can change. These goals can be updated. These goals can, you know, there, there's a lot of fluidity with this. It's not etched in stone, okay? So number two, goals. Number three, you've got to measure your progress. You've got to measure. There's an old saying, I don't know who came up with it, what gets measured gets accomplished. What gets measured gets accomplished. You need to track your progress, okay? And look, even though what I just said sounds very logical, it is very easy to not track your progress. Why? Because of everything else competing for your attention, right? How many things do we have competing for our attention every single day? A ton. So we may go into a multifamily community investment. We may go into the Heartland Investment Partners Fund. We may go in with something with Darren. We may do something with somebody. We may go into whatever it is with the intention that, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna keep track of this. We're gonna track our progress. And then all of these things come up that we're involved in. We've got meetings, we've got a wedding we've got to attend, something's happening over here. My alumni association, I'm involved in the board over here. It's all of a sudden, six, eight months go by and you're not really sure how things are going. Why? Because you're not tracking your progress. So, track your progress. I would make it a habit of at least quarterly tracking where you're at, how things are going, and where you are compared to where you were the quarter before, and really understanding where you're at and what, what you're looking at trend-wise in terms of your progress. Now, is your progress always going to be consistently um, going up and up and up and up like crazy? No, you're gonna have, there's gonna be some of this. There's always gonna be some of this. As long as it continues to trend upwards, you're gonna be fine. But it's not going to be a diagonal line from where you are to unbelievable results, right? And by tracking your progress, you can see where some of those trends are going to be, and you won't be surprised if you run into any bad news. Now, speaking of bad news, let's talk about number four that I have in terms of confidence, okay? In terms of my suggestion in making sure you come to the table with as much confidence as possible. And number four is, expecting bad news, expecting bad things to happen because they're going to. Okay, now when I tell people this, I get a lot of, oh, Darren, that's negative thinking. I don't want to think like that because then I'll create negative energy and then as a result of that, that negative energy will manifest and bad things will happen. No, 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 no. 
you've got to plan on things not always going the way you think they're going to go. It's just going to happen. Um, how many times in your daily life do things go exactly as you have planned? Well, it's the same thing with investing and owning multifamily properties. Okay, so let me give you a couple of examples. So uh, a few weeks ago, at one of our communities, we have a swimming pool. And everything's been running pretty good. All of a sudden, we have equipment malfunction, equipment failure. We've got to replace equipment, of course, during one of the hottest times of the year, not only temperature-wise, but also demand-wise with residents wanting to use the pool. Well, this is going to be, at the end of the day, probably close to ten dollars to $15,000 expense that we're going to have on this. Now, did I plan on this happening? No, I didn't. But did I expect something like, am I surprised something like this happened? Of course I'm not surprised. Okay, here's another little way of looking at it. I have uh, weekly meetings with staff, management staff, maintenance staff. So we have weekly meetings, we catch up with what's going on with our properties, okay? The majority of the information that's shared with me in those meetings is bad news. It's bad news. There's either um, an issue, a problem, a frustration, a challenge that somebody is having somewhere, okay? Now, am I surprised at that? No, I'm not. I expect plenty of speed bumps in the road for us to get to where we wanna to get to to achieve the kinds of results from our properties that we want. I expect that. Am I happy with it? No. Um, is it something that I'm planning on? Not from a but from a budgetary standpoint, yes. But from a, you know, going to the office every day, do I want bad news? Do I want speed bumps? Do I want challenges? Um, do I want downturns? No, I don't. But I, I'm not surprised when they happen. So confidence builder number four is you can't be surprised. Okay, so when you're hit with unexpected news, when you're hit with unexpected results, when you're hit with unexpected things that are negative, okay, you can't be, oh my God, I, you know, I can't believe this is happening. That, that can't be the reaction. It can't be. It's gotta be, okay, now what are we going to do? What's next? What's next? How are we going to handle this? And knowing that that is going to be the way you approach it gives you the confidence of handling those things, A, when they come up, and B, again, you're not surprised to hear about them when they come up. How many multifamily communities do you think run flawlessly and smoothly every day? No resident problems, no mechanical issues, no uh, employee problems. How many? I can tell you, none. But your confidence will shrink down to the size of a pea if every single time something comes up and you act as if this should never have happened. So it's another way of saying, instead of wishing that you don't have these kinds of issues or problems, you need to just be better at handling them, okay? That's really what it is. So that's number four. Um, and number five, 
which I don't think it's talked about enough. Um, and I think, especially among like type A personalities, this doesn't get talked about enough and it doesn't get done enough either. But I think it is very, very important to progress, especially when it comes to building as much confidence as you can. And that fifth one is celebrating your wins. Taking the time to celebrate your wins. Okay, how many of us, how many of you watching and listening, when you've had a really nice win, a really nice victory, a really great thing happen, how many of you, A, do not even really celebrate it, you're just moving on to the next thing, or how many of you maybe celebrate it a little bit and then you move on? Bad idea. You gotta celebrate all of those wins. And when I say celebrate, I'm not saying you have to throw a three-day, all-day, all-night party that's you know filled with alcohol and drugs and you know all that crap. No, I'm not saying that at all. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying you need to celebrate all of those wins because by doing so, it builds your confidence. Okay, by just plodding along and going to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing, and not really taking the time to celebrate the time, effort, energy, and effort you put into this to make it where it is today, whether you're a passive or active investor, you gotta do this. You had a great quarter, celebrate that. You had a great year, celebrate that, okay? The returns were higher than you thought, you celebrate that. You celebrate those things. You celebrate those things. Okay, so let's go over them again really quick. What I consider the five really big confidence builders and what I call my confidence strategies that I think are really, really instrumental in making as fast progress as an investor, especially multifamily, as you can make. Number one, you gotta trust the process. Trust the process. Number two, you've gotta have those goals, okay? Gotta make those goals. Number three, you've got to measure your progress. Remember. What does not get measured does not get accomplished. What gets measured gets accomplished, okay? Number four, you've got to make sure you understand there's going to be bumps in the road. They're coming. Can't be surprised by them. Can't wish them away. Can't hope they don't happen. You've got to become better at handling them and knowing that they're going to happen, that they're going to come up. And number five, you've got to celebrate those wins. Okay, now, these are five things that aren't really big secrets, are they? I haven't really revealed anything to you or to you that you probably didn't already at least know, okay? But how many of you are actively working on this so you can be approaching these situations you're going to be involved in, those environments, those scenarios where you're probably not really have a lot of that experience where you can feel real confident? But by implementing these things, you'll be surprised how much more confidence you have in dealing with and moving into, especially multifamily investments and making faster progress as a result. Okay, so those are my five, five confidence builders, my five confidence uh, strategies. Please use them, use them all at the same time and you'll be really happy at the results that you achieve not only in terms monetarily, money-wise, but also mindset-wise, okay? All right. Thanks for joining Darren Garman's Paranoid Banker Podcast. 
For investment questions, comments, or to get in touch with Darren, go to www.garmanblog.com. Thanks for joining Darren Garman's Paranoid Banker Podcast. For investment questions, comments, or to get in touch with Darren, go to www.garmanblog.com.